0: Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week I'm joined by Heather Steele and Lou Huff. It's a bit of a depleted team today. Skeleton crew. (laughs) Skeleton crew. Anyway, we've got our A games on. The clocks went back. Quite nice on a Saturday night, wasn't it? So, so nice. Although, I was saying to
1: Heather this morning, actually, I go through a couple of days where I'm like, ooh, it's six o'clock, but it's actually seven o'clock. Yeah. And I go through that, like, morning and night.
0: I have to start off by telling you where I went on Saturday night, which I know you're going to think is quite racy to me. (laughs) But I went to see Camel Fat at the Brixton O2. Fun. Which... It's the best night of the year ever to see it because you get an extra hour. That's so very true. It was really late I mean, they do not come on until 12.30. Yeah. So everyone came around to us first. They were, like, they were like, should we get there at like nine? I was like, no, no, no guys. <laughs> they come on at 12.30. Anyway, we got there at 12.30 and they play for two hours. And then there's someone, there's another set. So it actually shuts. At 4.30, but it's actually 3.30. Okay. It got to one... I said to my husband, what time is it? And he showed me his watch at 1.15. I was like, is that the old 15? Old 115, or the new one? It's so, yeah. And he was like, that's the new 115." I was like, oh! So they finished in 15 minutes and we're actually going home at 1.30. Yeah. So... That amazing deal
2: with that and then an extra hour in bed shandles. the next morning i mean such a winner so good the concert was amazing
0: oh my god it was so good i mean you've got a like it's kind of house techno yeah yeah i mean it's so my kind of thing i literally love that i could dance for hours and hours and hours it was fun
3: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
0: How was your weekend, Lou?
1: Really nice. It just felt like a really lovely autumnal weekend. On Saturday, we went into town. We went to Liberty, went to the Christmas shop, which nice. was absolutely
2: packed <laughs> already.
1: Yeah. Did you buy any decorations? No, didn't buy any decorations, but it was just nice to kind of feel in the festive spirit. And then we had a friend's engagement party Saturday night. And Sunday went to my
2: auntie's for a roast and it was just really, really
0: Heaven. lovely. She sounds like having weekend. Yeah,
2: nice. I really enjoyed it actually. Heaven. Yeah, similar. Saw friends on Friday night and on Saturday night and yesterday. So we went Ooh. walking yesterday around Lewis, which is in the countryside, had a pub oh. roast and then was home by nine. So
0: Heaven. yeah, lovely. It was great. Is there a Sunday night must have drama on right now?
2: Not yet, but for me, there will be this Sunday, which is, I did speak about it a few podcasts ago, so I won't elaborate too much. Okay, but, but tell His, me. His Dark Materials, uh, which is yes. the Philip Pullman uh, trilogy, which is beginning. Yeah, I saw so an advert for that. Yeah. Looks good. Looks amazing. I'm okay. obsessed with the books. I read them all when I was younger, and I'm rereading them at the moment. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about yeah. it. It's made in partnership with HBO. So, I think okay. the production values will be very good okay. when is the crown back the 17th of november oh my god that's so soon i feel
0: like I mean, my head's on the table here i feel like it's the longest wait yeah i feel like my seven-year-old feels like waiting for christmas to arrive yeah i mean
1: come on the crown i know i think there's so much anticipation around this one as well i'm so interested to see what the new cast are going to be like i was obsessed with claire Foy and matt smith so for me it's going to be hard to top them, but okay, obviously, live a comment. we got a shout out
4: for
0: Mrs.
2: Rich. Is it in The Crown? How cool is that? How cool is that? I'm really intrigued because I've obviously, we've known about this for a yeah, while, so I'm just yeah. so intrigued to see like where, what scene, what she's I know. up well, to. Well, I met her
4: the other day for the first time. She's an absolute dream. Couldn't be more lovely. Very Welsh. And there's one scene set around the very famous mining disaster that happened in Wales when a whole town was essentially wiped out by this mining disaster. I mean, it was not in our lifetime, but it's sort of like the equivalent of the tsunami mm. in people's lifetimes who were alive then. Anyway, a very, very sad time for the nation. And she plays a mother whose whole school was wiped out yeah. by this disaster. I mean, it's really tragic. And she plays the mother whose children died in the disaster. Anyway, there was a sneak peek of her in the Daily Mail. Yes, I remember that. Shot yeah. as Olivia yeah. Colman. We were yeah. there she is. My only slight concern about The Crown, 17th of November. Mm-hmm. Just tell me there are more than five episodes because don't these things normally finish Christmas? No, I think there's 10, 10. ten. It's 14. all at once. It'll be on Netflix. Netflix. Uh,
2: Which is going to be hard. I'm going to try and restrict myself to one a week, I think. I think that's a nice way to do it. You don't want to binge The Crown. You've got to enjoy it. Yeah. The other
4: thing that you are mad about and have got me into. See, I love the podcast the most when I'm not in it. Is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, Oh my God.
2: Me too. (laughs)
1: I watched it for the first time on Saturday afternoon, I think.
4: Have you never, never,
1: never watched no, it? I've never watched any of it. So are you watching UK or US? UK, okay. okay. And I heard you talking about bag of chips. I love bag and, of chips. And um, we were about to be going out on Saturday night. So I was like, oh, what should I put
2: on? And I thought, "Oh, give it a go. And I loved it so much.
4: <laughs> UK versus US. So they've yeah.
2: just launched a UK version. Mm. Which one have you been watching? Well, I've watched the US. I them oh, quite okay. annoying. A lot of them can definitely be irritating. Need? Irritating. maybe we'll go watch british yeah okay so yeah. the british drags british yeah. drags, yeah british exactly. yeah and is this series two series one so only started three weeks ago there hasn't been a okay. british one before so yeah.
4: the other thing we have to talk about on tv is harry and Meghan.
2: <gasps> yes did you watch i haven't because i love our royal family but i'm not into them so yes that kind of stuff doesn't interest me necessarily Mm. I feel like Harry and Meghan are quite hounded anyway. And I know they chose to do this to kind of set the record straight. But yeah, I just... Stepping back from them a
4: little. Oh gosh, I mean... I had so many
1: mixed feelings through watching it. My main takeaway was that I felt that Harry is actually in a really bad place and I felt really sad for Harry. And you can... He's so
4: confused.
1: Yeah, and I just felt like he was really... Struggling, And I felt like there was a time when I just thought he was about to burst into tears. And I think you can really see the immense pressure that he is under and has been under for his entire life. And mm. I found that really- Difficult to watch. Really difficult, yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, obviously with the royal family, times are changing and, you know, there are certain things that, you know, they, they need to get with the times and being a bit more modern. And it, it's great that they are, you know, he is speaking up about so many issues and then there was one part of me that was like, almost oh, I feel like I know too much now. And I found that hard. But then with Megan,
4: oh my God. <gasps> so how are you? Yeah. How are you? Thank you for asking. And then she did this pause that looked like she was acting, which looked like she was in a sort of rehearsal. Mm. There was a pause and there was a look. And she went, well, thanks so much for asking. I mean, no one's asked." Mm. Oh yeah, I've seen that I bit.
3: I
2: am. Yeah.
4: I was like, oh my God, I'm literally hiding behind my cushion right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt uncomfortable to so watch. Uncomfortable. And it just didn't feel
1: like that was what that documentary was meant to be about. No, okay. It was kind of mixing two different storylines. And
4: I think great that they went and did this talk. Yeah, amazing. Like, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Did you see the one minute edit that, you know, they have these like, competitive Instagram accounts now yes, Kensington yeah, Rolls, yeah. that's Kensington Royal oh yeah and go on to the Kensington Royal one of William and Kate There's a minute sort of edit of their trip to Pakistan and it just comes across so well yeah. and then the flip side is you've got this one of Megan and Harry who are yeah. supposed to be doing something for good and I think it's so great that they went there yeah. and they did all this stuff and they bought so many brilliant things to the forefront. Yeah. That should be the purpose of it. And then Tom Bradbury started talking about his own mental yeah. health. He said three times. I mean, if you, he, he you didn't know, health. if you hadn't noticed, yeah, I was off rate. I was like, no, Tom, I hadn't no, noticed. Tom, that's right. I'm really sorry you've got your own mental health issues, but this is about Harry and
1: yeah. right Now there were too many. Things that were being talked about, but I came away from it feeling quite uncomfortable
4: and quite sad and really sad when he talked about him and Will. I know. So for people who haven't watched, I had a talk with a girlfriend the other day and I was like, oh, my God, we need to talk about the documentary. And she went, I haven't watched it. And you haven't watched it? Yeah. I was like, I'm so disappointed. There's so much we need to yeah. talk about. And I said, there's this bit where Harry says, yeah, I see a bit less of William right now, our lives are slightly going in different paths. Yeah. And... You know, we will always be there for each other or whatever. Yeah. My friend and I sat there and went, oh my God, did he really just say that on yeah. TV?" And then we woke up the next morning, looked at the papers, and we were like, how is that not the headline on every yeah. paper? I then saw on Instagram yeah. that somebody wrote, of course their lives are on different paths. Yeah. One of them is going to be king. The other one is actually going to become... A minor royal, Mm -hmm. like Edward or Andrew. So obviously their lives on different paths. Yeah. He didn't say we don't love each other anymore. No,
1: but the answer was to, there's been a lot of speculation about rifts between you and your brother. Would you care to tell me about that? And Mm -hmm. there was sort of a pause and a, you know, (sighs) we are on different paths right now. So it wasn't on a, so where are you, but you will in your life right now. So I don't know. It was... Difficult. You I think they'd cool. have
2: loads in common now they both got kids, I but I know, yeah. and the bond between two brothers.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I've got stepbrothers, and then I've got half brothers, and both are within sort of eighteen months of each other. And both, you know, when they were sort of teenagers four, like all brothers, yeah. they are now so loyal to each other. I mean, however much of a dick one might be to the other, the other will still yeah, support always. them. And I just felt like that was missing from them. Yeah. Anyway, I hope they get some better advice, Harry and Megan, because I think they're good people. Yeah. And I just think they need some better advice. They've made a few boo-boos, mm-hmm. that being one of them, but you know. Clearly they have big hearts and, yeah. you know, it can only get better.
1: On the topic of brothers, I watched an amazing Netflix documentary called Tell Me Who I Am last night.
2: Have you watched no, it? No, I've heard of it and I really no, want to watch but it. No, I am
4: picking up a pen.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> this so, is my
4: pen. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it is... So fascinating, but so harrowing. And it basically tells the story of- Scary. Not scary, but it tells the story of two identical twin brothers, Alex and Marcus. And one of them at 18 is in a motorbike accident and is in a coma for three months. And when he wakes up, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know who he is, he doesn't know his name, he doesn't know where he lives, his home, his mother. The only thing that he knows is that his twin brother, Marcus, is next to him? That's literally the only thing. So he goes back home, and his brother basically starts to build up his knowledge and his memories and teach him everything from the start. So, it's a true story. True story. And Marcus, the brother, kind of tries to depict a beautiful, happy childhood to him and he sort of will show him a picture and then Alex, the one who's had the accident, will sort of join up the dots and sort of start to create these memories. And without giving too much away, this kind of goes on for a number of years and then their parents pass away and they start to discover a lot more things and something he discovers suddenly changes everything and... The, one of the brothers realises that he now needs to tell him the truth and actually what he's been telling him he's missed out a lot of information and it is all about him discovering who he actually is and the trauma that they have both gone through one who has forgotten everything and one who is still going through that and has decided to try and forget it It's. It's so moving and there's a a huge spotlight on something that is really not talked about in the public. So there's a big taboo issue which they confront and it is so brave of them to come out and and you are
3: well, that's Literally,
1: quite depressing it's really sad and I just haven't seen anything like that on TV it's you kind of feel like you're in a therapy session and the way that it's filmed it's basically they have act one which is one brother telling their story act two which is the other brother telling the story and then act three
2: which is them both confronting each other so is I mean, it a Netflix
1: yeah Netflix original and is
2: it a film not a series it's a yeah. yeah it's cool. about okay.
1: an hour 20
2: yeah really
1: really interesting
4: let's change the subject from depressing documentaries to what we're reading actually I'll tell you what I went to see just to lift the atmosphere <laughs> a little bit I went to see Shaun the Sheep the movie
2: <laughs> Farmageddon
4: Luda's Farmageddon I love the way you know that it's called Farmageddon I wrote the half term picture. oh my Lutas. god *Ludus power Drinkout*.
2: sometimes I, George
1: oh. just says these things I just don't expect to come out of my mouth
4: <laughs> how was so it, it? Well, I was sitting there with a girlfriend. This is on Friday it was With a girlfriend, you went with your kids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, uh, Tell him to as my mother always says. However, I did go and see Sean the Sheep, but it was with a government and, and our children. Okay. That's a large children. We sat down and about ten minutes in I literally went <laughs> Do you think anyone speaks on this? World? <laughs> She said, I don't so. <laughs> I mean, there's the odd, mmm. my nice, or, apartment. Mmm, sort of so the whole thing's... <laughs> no words, no words, in the entire film. Anyway, I remember? kept falling asleep, and Otto was next to me, and he was like, Mummy, wake up! And I was like, sorry, it's so gripping, I must stay awake. <laughs> anyway, we got to the end, and I said to my friend, I was like, let's see if they noticed that there were no words. And then we got into the car, and I was like, wasn't that... B-? Brilliant! Anyway, Otto loved it. Aww. He turned around and he said, Mine, that was the best film. Aww. It wasn't scary at all. And they thought it was brilliant. None of them, I'm bearing in mind the eldest was nine and the youngest was six, none of them picked up that so there were no words okay. So if Tell Me Who I Am is depressing, the then uh, Sean the sheet will pep you up no end. Okay, well, it's raining. It's not raining today. Do you think by the time this comes out on Thursday? I reckon it will. will. I think it was
1: only Monday, Tuesday, and then I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's going to start raining again. Is it? Brilliant. Mm.
4: Anyway, it's dry today, but I swear, I think this is going to go down as the wettest Mm -hmm. October of all time, isn't it? It's been awful. Some else. What do you do
2: if it's raining? Heather, what's your thing? If I'm around London, definitely go to a museum or a gallery, which can sometimes up is a bad idea because that's what everyone tends to do mm. but i think yeah for me that's the ultimate wet weather or go to the cinema one mm. of something indoors
4: tell me as lifestyle editor mm-hmm. have you been to any good
2: galleries recently? I haven't been to anything that's still open but Lucian Freud is opening at the Royal Academy this week and that's kind of the most anticipated exhibition of the year. Have you
1: been to Anthony Gormley? Because I had some friends that went out on the weekend and said it's so
2: amazing. Yes I am a massive Anthony Gormley fan anyway. He's Britain's most famous sculptor. He did the Angel of the North and he's done lots of other sort of iron cast things have been around. But yeah he's got sort of retrospective also at the Royal Academy at the moment. And it's um, all sculpture. Yeah, sculptural.
4: My mum loves a bit of sculpture. I'm mm, really sorry to sound like a British dine, but I just... It's the Rodin, isn't it, in Paris that has a sculpture. Mm, yes. Yeah, just a bit lost on me. I, mean, I haven't done it for enough... I Maybe mean, enough time hasn't passed. Yeah. And I need to go and try it again. Yeah. Maybe go and see this, because apparently it's really, really... brilliant. Really? Really, yeah. Yeah.
1: I am so excited to go and see the Tim Walker oh, at Oh, yeah, VMA. me, I know not yeah. Me Some too. friends have been, and I've just said it's so beautiful, kind of capturing all of his amazing fashion photography, and it's kind of, after going to Einho, and it being all about yeah. sort of oh, magical yeah. mystery and fairy tale, just to kind of see that in his photographic work. So I, I can't know, wait for any day to
2: go. Do you know when that's until? It's um, until next year. Yeah. yeah. So, so do it. Well.
4: Listen to us, everyone, because everyone's like, oh, I wish I'd been to do I, I know, not And... Thank God I had a find organised enough yeah. to get tickets, but God, just do it. The other place I really want to go to is the Wallace Collection. Oh, so I amazing there. there.
0: I've never been oh, there. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful.
4: My old office used to be near there and we would go
1: and have, um, they've got beautiful gardens, we'd have lunch at the gardens. And then, you know, they change their exhibitions quite regularly. Yeah.
4: Anyway, it's basically an 18th century townhouse, isn't it? Yeah. Filled with this really amazing selection of paintings, furniture, yeah. sculpture, <laughs> and there's a
2: cafe. and That would be good for a rainy day because it's got yeah. sort of indoor garden yeah. type things. And you're also right behind Selfridges, so afterwards if you're like, I yeah. you do a bit of shopping. I
4: imagine it's a bit like the Frick Collection in New York. That is my favourite place to go in New York. If anyone's going, Well, my activities for a rainy day are to my children swimming. Or someone took my children to Kidzania on Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I think you need your head examined. You've yeah. never been before. I mean, it is hell on earth. I can imagine. It's also daylight robbery. Yeah. But it yeah. is quite cool. And it's half-term as well. You, you go and you like, you become a proper airline pilot and you get a badge with your name on it. And, I mean, it is amazing what well, they the Kids must love it. So
2: expensive. Yeah, they give you, like, those kids' bucks, don't they? So you can spend them. In exactly. The different... And you
4: earn tokens as you go yeah. around, yeah. and then you
2: get a present when you leave. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, save up. It is expensive. I also do highly rate an afternoon at home when it's raining. Like, mm. do some baking, kind of nice to just cook something. Like, cook a proper meal that takes yeah. ages. Yeah, yeah so You yeah. don't have to rush something. So, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Come this time of year, I love just being at
4: home. I anyway, I thought we'd talk about Zara today. What is it about Zara we all love? You know, when we feature Zara, our readers go nuts for it. Why does it outperform every high street store? I thought it was an interesting topic of conversation. So Lou today is wearing the Zara white frilly shirt. Yeah. That I think probably eight people in the office have it. Yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah. I think we need a day where we all come in and have a, should we have a group photo yeah. of us all yeah. in the white Zara blouse? Anyway, I'm sure you know the one we're talking about. If you're it's listening. It's got a gigantic
1: <laughs> peach pan frilly collar. And I've got a very chunky grey cashmere mm-hmm. Vino jumper.
4: It is overhead. great. Under
2: a cardigan and jumper, anything. Heather, are you a Zara shopper? I am. But again, it's mainly for white shirts, to be honest. And I think it's because, yeah, we all love them anyway. But I think we touched on it the other day when we were also chatting about white shirts on the show. They just do so many varieties at all times. And I feel great if I've got a really good white shirt on. I think they don't last forever, the Zara ones. are usually about £30, aren't wow. they? But for me, I just feel like it just updates my wardrobe a bit and I can't afford to spend you know 300 on an incredible one yeah. which I'd love one day but I feel like you can well, get you have good all those amazing
4: vintage finds. yeah, yeah just, it's yeah, a good like that. short-term
2: makeover for your <laughs> yeah, wardrobe exactly yeah that's how I feel and they are just very varied like you yeah. can look at white shirts for example on Zara and they've always got about sort of 40 at any one mm. time yeah but yeah, I do love the one you're wearing. I was going to buy it early doors and then you wore it. And then I saw yeah, yeah, everybody else. It. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that is the thing with Zara is that often
1: it can be overdone. Anyway, Lou. The main thing I love about Zara, if I'm completely honest, is the way that they style it. They have the most incredible models. It's shot in such an editorial way that often I think it looks so expensive. Mm-hmm. I think when you go onto the website, you are sucked into this person you want we, to look can we like. talk about
4: the campaigns for automata this year yeah, i mean they insane. have stepped up a level haven't they? they i mean they look some
1: of them you know they are so inspired by the designers that we all love and covet and it gives it this high-end finish and aspirational value that I think other high street retailers don't mm. quite have and they haven't quite nailed that. Mango is another one that always looks so high end. Yeah, Often in that vein, I'll see something on a model and be like, oh, that looks incredible and I'll buy it. And it arrives and I'm like, ooh, it's not quite what I imagined. For me, it's a bit hit and miss. But there are, I think, kind of the staples that I can rely on, which I know always fit. I think their denim is great. Their trousers fit me really well. I love their blouses. So I think you've kind of got to know which areas work for you and otherwise you can just get lost in Zara, can't you?
2: Bags are another thing from Zara that I love. Uh, They're not very expensive. You can very easily get a big statement bag. Do you remember I had that sort of really small red and gold bag that everyone was always like, that's amazing. Tiny. It lasted only about seven months before it, because it's basically made out of cardboard yeah. and velvet. But when I did have it, I've so never. Fun. Had so many compliments in my life about honestly, not joking. A hundred or so people would stop me in the street, like "Great bag, great bag." It was thirty quid. Yeah, it didn't last. Your vintage, yeah.
1: They also do really great, almost like costume jewelry, big statement earrings, which you know, for a night out, you know, aren't too heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, Some
4: of them are. Do you think? Oh,
1: I think they're fun accessories. My
4: loads, I'm going to end up with (laughs) (laughs) around my neck.
1: What about you, Georgie? What do you love about Zara?
4: I've sort of fallen out of love with Zara a bit, actually. I mean, I love it. You know, that shirt in point. Mm. Sort of sat in the bag for so long. I bought yeah. a houndstooth coat, which I took back. Because I just don't like that walking down the road feeling like...
1: Everyone's wearing it.
4: Everyone's wearing yeah. it. I don't know, I really do love... And God, I'm not looking Zara. I think it's brilliant. The price point is brilliant. But the price point is going up and up and up mm. all the time. I do really like it for its jeans. I think they're high-waisted vintage I just got some mom jeans there, which they're not too mom. Yeah. I really, really think their denim is worth a shout. Agreed. And actually, I went through a period of my life where I spent quite a lot of money on denim. And actually, now that the denim trends are changing a little bit more, I think their denim's a good shout. I also think if you buy cheap denim with stretch, it doesn't age very well. never have stretch. Whereas denim without stretch ages better. Mm. So for me, I am tending... To go straight yeah. to their denim.
1: Speaking of stretch denim, we both watched the Alexa Chung, Camille Charrière, How to Be a French Girl Warder. And they were talking yeah. about denim and they were basically saying denim should never be comfortable. Let's all kind of take out this notion that denim should be comfy. It should have no stretch. And then it really holds your bum in. I thought that was a good point. I yeah. didn't
4: think that was a good point. But I do think back in the day, you know, a skinny has stretch. And I now put my skinnies on and I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so they're coming off. What's us about PJs. So our home does quite good PJs. They do, they do. Really nice. Um, know. kind of
1: lovely, Kind of quite summery nightgowns, cotton robes, that type of thing. Really very lovely. Pretty. Yeah, very pretty. very pretty.
4: So we were talking the other day in the office about what you wear when you get home from the end of the day. So my husband, if I get home and put tracky bums on every day, he'll come home and be like, oh. Not that he expects me to dress Ooh, up for dinner, Yeah, but I think when well, I haven't seen him every day and we're sitting down for supper together, yeah. and I would say the same to him as well. Like, if I sat down in my tracksuit every day, I mean, it's different. We all have nights where we're yeah. just shattered, but my mum's a real of that age where she has a bath every night. I love her. After- yeah. Goals. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My mum works. She's a physiotherapist, and at seven o'clock every night she has a bath, she puts her Pink Catherine McCartney back on her pearls. And she goes and says, has not enough spine and makes up her. She gets redressed. Redressed. Love that. And I think that's kind of in me a little bit. There are some people in this office I know that, that come home and just can't wait to take their work clothes off yeah. and put on their tracksuits. I like the fact that there's a bit of an in-between. Yeah. Now, Heather, what is your approach when you get home?
2: I just stay in what I'm wearing. I don't yeah. have any sort of loungewear per se and even pajamas I'd love some really nice silk ones and I'd love some from sleeper for sure but I just kind of wear big old band t-shirts for bed so yeah a bit chilly if you just wear that around yeah, the so house yeah so you stay what you're in I stay what I'm wearing I've not got anything against it I think I've just never got into the habit of it even at uni everyone would like come back from lectures at like four o'clock and get straight into pajamas and I don't know for whatever reason I just yeah I, you know, I
1: was the same yeah I'm exactly the same
2: my boyfriend will often get
1: angry with me because I will stay in my shoes and sometimes my coat for quite a long time because as soon as I come home, I'm like straight on to dinner. Like, what are we having? Yeah, That's like yeah. my first port of call. And I like, I don't know, the heating's not on, so I won't take my coat off, and it would literally be like too two...
4: restrictive if you're chopping
1: I, things. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I make it work, and then uh. like two hours into the evening, he'll be like, "Why have you still got your shoes on?" I'm like, "I really don't know. I just haven't yet." So no, I tend to stay as I am. Also, if we haven't seen each other in the morning,
4: then I don't know. It's just quite nice to like, like you've made an effort. Yeah. And it, yeah, no, I agree, and it's not some like really old-fashioned thing that my husband expects his wife to no. dress up for supper. No, there's just. He comes home just soon and I have my work days and I quite like that. Yeah, I
1: yeah. think if I've got a tighter or a more formal trouser yes, on yes. and I want to be, like, cosy yeah, on the sofa, I'll take off yeah. my trousers and I'll yeah. put something a yeah. bit yeah. more comfortable on. Yeah. But I wouldn't go full PJs, yeah. dressing gown, anything like that. I like to also then have a time where I'm like, right, I'm getting ready for bed yes, now. Exactly, and, like, yeah. that's my
4: bedtime. Yeah. There so, are times like that. like yeah. when I went and had a bath with the children at 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's out nice. Bath, yeah. And I got one of those dressing gowns that we call a hug. Sometimes like Josie's like you stole my hug, (laughs) (laughs) and I put on this dressing gown and it's so cozy, and that's because I know I'm not going to be up for very much longer. Yeah, exactly. So you know, there's a time. Yeah, 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 and that said, I do
1: think. I feel like I'll have made it in life once I have a cashmere tracksuit. Like, cashmere tracksuit bottoms and a
4: cashmere hoodie.
1: I just think the absolute
4: ultimate. I had a pair of cashmere tracksuit bottoms, which I bought when I was pregnant with Coco. They're now so (laughs) big. Stretched. You could get two pairs out of them, perhaps. I I probably should. I don't know what I'm done with them now. But they, I think they were Marks and Spencers, actually. And Marks and Spencers used to do really good... Cashmere stuff. I'm actually in the market for cashmere dressing gowns. My Ooh. birthday next weekend. My husband keeps asking me what I want. I'm like, I want a really nice. I saw someone putting her bins out the other day in a cashmere dressing. Gown. I'm like, oh, how chic! I know. Oh, that looks really chic. I need one of those. So I'm now on the hunt. White for company. A... Yeah, but I want a grey. I want like a yeah. really soft grey. They've got a cream. Okay. I think cream's quite practical.
2: Yeah. Uh, any favourite PJ Browns for you? So you've mentioned Sleeper. I would love some, but Desmond Dempsey do nice ones. Nice, yeah. nice. I feel like I really want some nice silk ones, but they're all, you know, quite mm, pricey. Yeah. That's I,
1: I, I think of you and Piglet off. in bed, Lou. Yeah, I love my Piglet in beds. I've got a really nice pair from Yawn, Honor, yeah, Yawn, London sorry. as well. Do beautiful sort of candy stripe PJs. Asino uh, as yes. well, the best.
4: Although my Asino I've had for years and years and years and they've just got a little riff in them.
1: Yeah, oh, mm. so nice. Joe, you know, this morning I was looking at Sophie Conran's bedding yeah. and she has got the most beautiful scallop. I sent it to my boyfriend I said, I'll literally be your best friend forever if you <laughs> let us get this bedding. please. <laughs> It's just so that brings me
4: very neatly on to weddingness. You're welcome. Laura and I went and did a bit of a behind the scenes recce of the wedding present company. So she and I both got our wedding presents from what in those days was called Wedding Presents Direct. They've rebranded as the Wedding Present Company, and they have a new home which puts everything out on display from table mats to. Kitchen dresses stocked with everything you could ever want. To glasses, to bedding, to scalloped pillowcases, dreamy. I mean lampshades, towels. It's dreamy. I am a real fan believer in wedding presents over holiday funds. Yeah. We've done this before on the podcast, but. Got one engaged over here. One on the fence, whether she will or will yeah. over there. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to sweet talk you another know, one of these days. <laughs> what do you think about a wedding presentist versus a wedding fund? So as the present giver
1: i fully appreciate (laughs) now the tables are turned yeah Mm -hmm. the wedding present yeah because you are putting your money towards something physical that they will have forever that you know when you go around to the house or you look at a gift you can say oh that was from so and so and how lovely and i don't know i feel like there's more thought that goes into a present like that you really think about you know who they are what they'd like it's more personal Yeah, 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 yeah. But (laughs) gone are the times where you don't live together before you get married. So my boyfriend and I have lived together for seven, eight years by the time we'll have got married. We will have owned our house for three years. So
2: we've kind of got yeah. those things. You haven't
4: been to the wedding present company. I was going to say,
2: that's the time to get all that amazing bedding definitely, and stuff definitely. Allow yourself. And I remember
1: watching Bride Wars is one of my favourite <laughs> films. And when they go shopping and they have kind of one of those buzzers and they're like, yeah, I have one of those and one of those. I just thought, wow, how fun would that be? But if you are paying for your wedding yourself and you've been really, really saving and then any contribution to your honeymoon where you're going to be spending money and you know it would feel like a waste of money to be buying towels for your house that you already have or knives and forks that you already have so you think everyone else should pay for your holiday no it's more a contribution to the next stage of your life your wedding your, your honeymoon your memories to it. It. <laughs> so i can appreciate both sides I think it depends what your circumstances are within your living situation or your wedding and how much you're paying for yourself or let's say yeah I understand both values.
4: How many from what lampshades do you have in your flat? None. And I love. <laughs> love one.
1: And this frilly bedding is 100% Well, good. there wow.
2: you go. There you go, Heather. Yeah, I prefer presents as a, a giver, I suppose, because with money, you never quite know how much to give and you know that they're going to know it's exactly awkward. Awkward. how much you have spent on them. Which they will if you do one wedding present. Yeah, anyway, yeah well. that's true. But I feel like you can mix and match a few cheaper things or something, yeah. you know. And yeah, I like the idea of, you know, a friend of mine got married 12 years ago and she's still got the same mug set that I got yeah. for that wedding. And I'm always like, oh, one of my mugs, you know, little things like that. Quite. My closest friend from back home got married a couple of weeks ago and it got to about a month before. And I was like, what are you doing for presents? He haven't sent me a gift list. So I was like, are we giving money? And she was like, no, no, we just wanted people to give us whatever they wanted. And then that's when I was like, well, well, great. Oh, well that's a disaster. I was thinking I didn't say anything to her. I was like you're just going to end up with loads of wedding themed crap that you're you going to want. You 10
3: chopping boards yeah. with the date you got Mr married and,
2: and Mrs type things Correndum. which yeah, you know, some idea. people might like but you don't no. want everyone to have gone down that route. Yeah. So yeah, I found that quite tricky. I'd, yeah. ref- I'd like to know what the etiquette is on when you're having a wedding
1: abroad. So our guests are paying for their flights, you know, it they're maybe taking holiday off work. So I feel very uncomfortable putting a wedding list out there. I know what you mean. And Uh, I don't think we are going to ask for anything. We aren't going to put anything in, almost like
4: your friend did. But equally, I don't want... Oh, nothing. Yeah, Yeah, well... Well, Or nothing. But I don't know what you say. People want to give you something. I know. But then... Well, then you write a note saying we are very aware. And you put lots of really reasonable things on your wedding list. Yeah. There's lots of 30 quid things on it. Yeah. There. yeah. And it just says, please, whether it's a knife or a cup or mm. whatever. A candle. And then they just pull the money and you can then put it towards your end. You need to go to the wedding <laughs> place. I do, I do. We make some big decision, go and have a look. Okay. Well, <laughs> before we fall out, this is about autumn. It feels quite autumnal today, doesn't it? The temperature has dropped. I sent my husband uh, a message this morning saying, shall we have... Rouleau de printemps, or he's like, Stop calling them that. He sounds <laughs> pretentious. I was like I lived in Paris for a year. He's like, It's like saying Porsche, and I'm like, I know, but I lived in Paris. This is ingrained. and I was like, Would you like some summer rolls? He went, No, it's cold and it's autumn. So yeah, well, we're not having those for supper. We're having something else. <laughs> Do you feel like you're changing your supper, evening, eating habits as the weather was changing?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. When I get home, all I want is cozy eating. Mm-hmm. So whereas in the summer when we were actually without a kitchen for a long time, everything we had to eat was cold. Of course. So now with our oven, I am all about sort of tray bakes and stews and soups and just anything.
4: Stews. Yes, yeah, good stew. Are oh, you into a stew? I love a good I stew. What's, in your, what's in a stew?
1: Oh just everything basically slow bake, just kind of doing a one-pot wonder of you know, root vegetables, chickpeas. What's un- the fluid? Well, actually, if you put tomato, I've done one recently, a ribollita. What's that? Um I want to say like a Tuscan soupy stew. And it's basically celery, onions, sweet potato, kale, belotti
4: beans. Oh, you love this. you and, Yeah, about this I love before. this
1: And then you put really big, chunky tomatoes in and just a little bit of water and the juice from the tomatoes mm. and kind of all those vegetables kind of sticks up. So that kind of gives it that... Wetness, but all the vegetables kind of soak that in, so it's not too watery. Delicious. Okay, hunk of bread, perfect.
0: Okay, yeah.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. That's stamps.com. Code program.
2: Oh, that sounds great. Heather? Yeah, similar. It's, yeah, warming dishes, I think. Roasted veg? Yeah, I like roasted veg. So yeah
4: you eat salad in the winter?
2: I do it at lunch times, but not so much when I get home. You or not? ones with, yeah, like roasted vegetables on or something a so bit So what's more your lentils. really easy evening, weekday meal if it's not salad? Because to me, salad's so... Pretty- Queen, yeah. We had bao last night. So I had some oh. like roasted meat, bao, you know, the steamed buns. Oh, so you yes. can buy those pre-steamed buns. I've got, you know, one of those steamer things. So they puff up in two oh. or three minutes. And then I had lots of roasted meat left over. So that was some sriracha and pickled cucumber. That was really oh. nice. So it was warming. But Are you
4: pickling your own
2: cucumber? Yeah, you, as in a quick one. So when you just put it in with salt and rice wine vinegar for sort of 10 minutes. Wow a quick pickle. But yeah, that's take... it. Yes. It bow are good for any sort of leftovers. It doesn't have to be meat either, any yeah. sort of anything. Oh I you love a, The a new it's of soup bows.
4: Mm. So good. Okay. And what about tins? We wrote a feature recently on good things you can cook with tins. Tins get a bit of a bad rap, don't they? And in this feature several things were pulled out that came in tins. They were sweet corn chickpeas, Pins. coconut milk. Oh, sardines. Sardines, yeah. Do you cook with tins? Do you buy these A taste? lot.
1: I think because I'm vegetarian, obviously a lot of my protein intake comes from pulses. So chickpeas, belotti, cannellini, anything like that, I'll cook with a lot. So like my simple kind of go-to midweek dinner would be a tray bake with chickpeas, cumin, onion, garlic, roasted tomatoes, butternut squash and kind of, Coat it in a bit of oil, yellow cumin, salt and pepper and roast that in the oven for like 25 minutes. Have it with a bit of kale and some tahini and it's just delicious. And literally one pot, so, so easy and the chickpeas go quite crunchy but mm. they're like soft on the oh, inside.
4: roasted chickpeas are so delicious. So, yeah. so delicious.
1: Um, and even like in a soup or just frying some like cannellini beans with some garlic and chili and courgette and yeah, lemon. Yeah. You're a tin...
4: Yeah. Advocate, but they tend to have pulses in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Yeah. Anything
2: out of a tin... I th- it's not a pulse. Uh, tin tomatoes only because all pulse. Italian chefs say that. I think when I was younger, you just assumed that there was loads of bad things in them and mm. that it was a bit lazy. But actually, they're just as good as having yep. some proper tomatoes. I use those in all sorts of things. Yeah, coconut milk. I do quite a lot of Thai cooking, so it's yeah. handy to have yeah. the half fat version of that. I just eat sweet corns from the tin sweet corns. Most lunchtime. Corn oh, don't give me any, don't oh give me any of that
4: nonsense. No sugar and sweet. oh no. No, 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 you have to
2: have the full, no. the proper yeah. green giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm not a snob about most things like that. I think often the things that you get that are the value range mm. are better, but sweet corn oh my god one. it has to be it's not the, that in it's mashed not potato same. is yeah. so
1: delicious in mashed potato yeah mix it in with your mash mm. with some black pepper yeah I'd like oh. that it's so so
4: tasty
2: oh yeah yum. big sweet corn fan mm. and yeah I think some really nice tin tuna I think is a very useful thing I'm to have and Georgina
4: Vlaski always talks about tinned crab
2: oh yeah that's oh, handy no if you get the good stuff that's really good to put it through linguine um,
4: and not forgetting the humble bay bean yeah uh, oh, that, can't be bay um, bean. love bay bean right we're going to change the subject altogether we're going to talk about tattoos my favorite topic do you think people get bored about us talking about tattoos no we'll find out let us know are you bored of it are you bored of it i'm actually going to do it are you you? live yes live on the show no i'm gonna try and do it on behind the scenes i think okay i don't know either or basically i had one done in padstow in cornwall (laughs) with body pain oh right i was like i didn't know about this <laughs> ah! my husband was like is that real tell me that's not real i was like mimi's got pepper pig on
2: her arm <laughs> and
4: coco's got a fairy on her leg do you really think mine
2: would be real <laughs> anyway obviously not but i loved it was it a practice one of the one you want yeah to have? Well, it was where i want it, it was that's three... handy it was three little idea. stars yeah. on the
4: inside of my wrist Ooh, that's a good idea i oh, like quite wanted initials but then have these stars, and I really love these stars. I quite want initials, I just don't know what font to have it in yet. Mm. I said to my friend I wanted swirly, and she went, Oh, that's a bit being there, done that, yeah, isn't it? So I felt like I need to go and see somebody and get them to kind of draw it up for me. And yeah, see what to definitely... font. If, if you are going to go for letters, font is key. I saw someone the other day who came in for a meeting and she had them all over her arms, and I was like, they're amazing. She has some quite big things on her arms, but they were really delicate. And she was like, they're all about single needle. Mm. She's like, it's all about single needle tattoos, which I'd never heard of before as a thing. Heavy, you're
2: nodding. Mm-hmm. You've got loads. We've talked about this lots yes. before.
4: <laughs> Sorry but are much. yours
2: all single? Yeah, yeah, they are. So the person who does mine, or most of mine, is called Rebecca Vincent, and she's on this list, actually. She is a um, tattoo. She is. A, lots of good tattoo artists are up. Parliament tattoo actually. So, if you are keen, they have lots of residencies there. So, lots of people who are based in New York and Paris and lots of other places often come for a week. So, they're good to keep an eye on if. You want to get a certain somebody to do it, Ooh. but you don't want to fly to New York, for example. Um, I don't mind flying to New York to get it. That's trip. true, to be honest, yeah. It's a good way to commemorate a <laughs> trip. But no, I suppose, like what you were saying with the temporary tattoo, I think my one piece of advice before you get your first one is to, yes, really sit with the idea, have it mocked up and really think about it before getting it done. I think once you've had a couple done, you kind of stop caring. Mm-hmm. My friend
4: <laughs> said she went to Selfchess at the weekend. She's got two daughters, and she had body paint to put on. Mm. She said it was 30 quid. I was like, "Oh, that's quite expensive for body paint. She went, yeah, okay, but it's less expensive than then, uh, fucking a up the tattoo that yeah. you don't want. But she just had them put on in the same font. The names of the children. The initials. Okay. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, "Oh, I think maybe they need to be a bit closer together. Okay. Maybe the font's a bit heavy, but I like it. Nice. Mm. I really like it. Well, oh, I can't wait to watch you I do this. I think
2: I'm going to do it. I think just do it because I've not encouraged anyone to get tattoos, but the people I know who've been like, oh, I've wanted to get it done for 10 years. It's just that itch you do can't it. this is, yeah. this is me.
4: Yeah. I'm hoping
2: my mother's not listening.
3: <laughs>
4: Let's move off the subject very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about the soap bar. Apparently the soap bar is having... A moment sales of the humble soap bar are increasing faster than that of liquid soaps or shower gels. This will be music to my husband's <laughs> idea. From its sustainability credentials to its hygiene benefits, we listed the reasons why it has refound its place in our beauty regimes. Now, sustainability is one of the big benefits. Cost hygiene. Hygiene, I'm confused by. That's kind of always been the reason that
3: I've kind of
1: been a bit against it. But it says that they are more hygienic because they have got such high pH levels.
4: That's what it says. My husband loves a soap bar. He loves a soap bar. I hate a soap bar. Because
2: it makes such
4: a mess around the sink.
2: Yeah. Are you a fan? I don't mind them, and I think actually I really like all the packaging and branding and things that these newer sort of brands are bringing out. But, yeah, but yes, that's not what they look like when they come no, out of no. but and I also think...
1: halfway through, they look so ugly. They get those little lines that are, they are going to
2: crack. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't know soap so far, yeah. especially one that's got granules in, so you feel like you're having a bit of a, a nice sort of scrub every time you use mm. it. I think maybe if you've got kids, then yeah, maybe stick to the pumps. But yeah, I think you can be unmessy and use them.
1: I love the idea of it, but it's just not for me. I've been given soap bars in the past. I had a really beautiful Chanel one, but I just put them in my underwear drawer because they kind of give off oh, a nice fragrance. Clever idea. Yeah. But no, I don't know. There's something that just doesn't feel hygienic enough for me and I don't think they age well I think they look lovely when they come out lovely (laughs) in their packaging but once they've started
4: use it's like no I also think if you go out of London where the water is not as hard Mm. can't get the soap off yeah (laughs) I mean sometimes in the bath you're like rubbing and you've still got this slimy layer of soap on you completely and if you wear rings as well I get it stuck in the ridges of my rings I know by the way this feature did so well so well the day that this feature went out I think it was one of our top performing yep. features that day. But Soap Co, the soap company, is a really nice company. This is on here. I'm going to give this company a shout out. I actually have the liquid soap <laughs> hand for something that my friend bought me the other day. But this was £9. It's a really nice gift. I'm seeing it more and more. But I think it's quite well priced. Jo Malone in London also do really nice soaps. They come Ooh. in sets of three. It's quite reasonably priced. It's soap bars. Yeah, sometimes you go to Germany and you're like, oh, what am I going to get in here that's affordable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do these sets of three German and London soap bars oh. and they do so. Oh, yeah. I like the
2: idea of those. But
4: they crack. All well, put them in your underwear drawer. Well, on the subject of soap and beauty, the right makeup application can enhance facial features and also help create a useful glow. But many of us are still getting things wrong, according to makeup artists anyway. And we quizzed some of the best in the industry. And there were a few things that kept recurring that we're doing wrong when it comes
2: to doing our makeup. One of the things was layering too much foundation. Yep. Yes.
4: That's a good one, isn't it?
2: That was a good one. Yeah, I think, was that the one where it said that you might often think that the actual foundation itself is very dry and it's making you look flaky? But actually, it's just because you're putting...
1: Yeah, and you, and you also haven't prepped your skin properly underneath. Yes. That was another one. Lisa Good. always talks yeah. about that. Good, Lou. Yeah, and all I, about skin. I have often, like in the mornings, if I just get in the shower and I like haven't really like put anything on my mm-hmm. face, I've just kind of wet it, and then I will try and put my makeup on, and it just doesn't go on properly. So I'd literally have to be like, nope, start again. Go and cleanse. Yeah. And I think it's also about how well you rub in your moisturiser. I think sometimes I can just let it sit on the top and then I'll put my foundation on. It kind of just goes a bit like I'll feel you it see come it. Exactly. You can, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, someone said to me once, only use foundation where you need it. I remember thinking there was this thing that your foundation had to cover your face. Yeah. Or you were going to end up with tide marks. Yeah. But actually, A, if you're choosing the right shade foundation. Yeah. B, if you're using a brush. Mm-hmm. And see if you're being careful around your chair, yeah. mm. then you should... I do have to say, I do look at some people and I'm like, how did you miss yeah. look at all the places... You need to be blending your foundation yeah. around your jawline. It really yeah. no people <laughs> do that anyway.
1: I literally only wear it around my nose around here and maybe just a little bit on my chin. I, yeah, I wouldn't do the sides or no, my forehead. But I'll always rub down just to yeah. check that I don't have a time
4: mark. Yeah. Other things were defining all around your brows. This is a mistake. It says here, please stop defining all around your brows with very pale thick concealer. It looks ridiculous and makes your brows look like they're floating off your face. Instead, sculpt your arches into shape with a good brow gel and leave it as that. The gel formula will help keep everything firmly in place. The other tip that Lisa always says is, if you are someone who fills in your brows, i.e. me, don't look you now. <laughs> I'm living in a building site. So I have one spotlight in my bathroom right now. <laughs> so I literally put my makeup on in the morning. I'm like, potluck. Yeah, <laughs> Potluck, we'll how see. they're going to come out. But she always says, don't put too much brow product
2: around the center bits. Okay. Because it makes the it's center bits look really heavy and yeah. then
4: really nice, sort of false. Okay. So, so, good tip.
2: There was also one that said that you should use the same brand of product for your concealer and your foundation, which I definitely don't do. But no, I do. It don't does either. make sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Because then the shades are going to be yeah, exact does. and the consistency will work together. But I don't know many people who. No that brand loyal no. that they use both but
4: well, it did I make sense no. no I don't, don't know. know either <laughs> right we are going to finish off I'm hoping that Maria is going to have been very effective at editing out or lose cost lose on day oh 10 no past that I'm now I'm in the two week zone no. now. I mean, it's ridiculous Lou, I think it's about time you tried a natural remedy I are know. you trying anything no not really no, you can't you. have a
2: bone broth
1: unfortunately. no no but on here is Ooh. some very good Like I love anything with Ginger in it, mm-hmm. and it says to grate some ginger and oh, yeah. just hot water and lemon, and then sieve it out and start again. So, I'm definitely going to try that because I'm so bored of coughing.
4: Well, it is that time of year. Nutritional therapist Julie Silver believes a two pronged approach is best. Pack your diet with immune boosting foods to keep infections at bay and use natural remedies to soothe any symptoms. So, Manuka honey. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with that? Drink it. Yeah, I just put it in yeah. hot water. Mix it it the throat, yeah. I imagine. Oh, nice. Soups and stews. Yep. There you go, you're doing Admin. that. Ginger, you're doing echinacea.
1: Yeah. you on that? I'm not, but there's a drink from Pret with echinacea, and oh. I'm always like, oh, I'll have my
2: yoga by me, because oh, it's got yeah, ginger and echinacea <laughs> oh,
4: Do you know, what I, had? I had kombucha in the canyon. Did there. you? doing
2: that a lot now. I've seen it in Delicious. Pret. Delicious. Was it? Was it the Pret ginger one? Because that one's really, really good. It
4: wasn't Pret. But it was some brand. Kombucha with ginger and honey or something like that. And I've got this slight thing in my head that I can't not think of pickled cabbage when I drink it. Yeah. But it was really yummy. So I really recommend nice. that. Yeah. Anyway, it also said salt water. Gross. That reminds me of school. Yeah, I was at boarding school we used to yeah. go up to sick bay and gargle yeah.
2: yeah. salt water. Aromatherapy oils. Maybe Is that more we'll to ease a blocked nose, do you think?
1: Or just relaxation, probably really lovely. Yeah,
2: Yeah, make
4: you feel nice. Make you feel nice, soothing. Well, I have to say, my one tip is 100 milligrams of effervescent vitamin C. People bang on about Barocca. I Mm. bang on about... Then I used to have that all the time actually. I just Everybody. stopped and I don't really know why right, I'm going to go and get some lunchtime. time. But make sure you get the
1: Sainsbury's one. Yeah, the Sainsbury's one is the best it one. It is the best. Oh my God. There's always the one that I had.
4: <laughs> anyway. Same page there. Not on
1: wedding list, but we are on, <laughs> on the Chauncey tablets. Well I
4: think that's a perfect note to end. <laughs> Thank you Heather. Thank you Lou. Thank you for listening. That's all we've got time for this week. If you enjoyed that then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends and we'll be back soon. Bye bye.